0: well good morning welcome to faith community united methodist church it is good to be in god's house this is the third sunday of easter and once again we can say christ is risen risen amen this is something that we know every day it's not something that we wait till sunday to just remind each other of but it is something that we can celebrate each and every day we have a risen savior who is with us and walking with us in everything that we do, guiding us along the way. This is why we come. We come and worship knowing that we have the love of Christ in us and it is worth us praising and worshiping our Lord.
1: So this morning
0: I want you to turn to your uh, bulletin as you look at the announcements. Uh, there are a couple of that are not on there. And I want to mention the uh, Earth Day uh, distribution is out in the... Uh, Narthex today, so make sure you take a look at that and see if there's anything you would like uh, for that. Also, the, the men of faith, when they were meeting and discussing, they decided that they wanted to encourage uh, the congregation to uh, read the scriptures. And they uh, had a resource available through uh, United Methodist Bend, and it is uh, located out on a table just outside in the Narthex uh, for reading the Bible in a year. Uh, so they just invite you, if you're interested in that, uh, they have the, the resource there to show you those readings. And you can pick one of those up as you leave today. Also, they, uh, the emotional wellness. Uh, the Stephen Ministry Network is putting out this presentation on the 30th of this month. Uh, it is something that is going to be helpful uh, for understanding anxieties and depression, uh, just the, the aging and what those, how those things may be related so I encourage you to be, uh, see if that's something that fits in your schedule. And talking about our physical well-being, there is uh, the Lifeline line screenings that are going to be available in our uh, community <coughs> center uh, on May 15th. So that may be something that you want to uh, just do a, a general screening of your physical health there is a cost to that, uh, but you can get a uh, question for that, uh, so you can come and be a part of that. So with that, there are uh, other things that are happening within the, the in our community. Uh, so take note of those as well. Uh, before we get into the rest of our worship, so your mind and know that Christ is with you and we enjoy this you. Mm-hmm.
1: Good morning. If you would please stand as you're able for our call to worship. Come to the gate and find the good shepherd within.
0: We need a shepherd. Round us up and bring us through your gate, O
1: Lord. If you're hungry or thirsty, the good shepherd will provide for your needs.
0: That is just Just what we
1: need, our Our soul's souls thirst thirst for God's word. Come the gate and the shepherd await. Please remain standing for our opening hymn Christ is alive number 318 in the United Methodist hymnal. Thank you. You may be seated. Please join me in our opening prayer printed in our bulletin. Risen Savior, Reliable Shepherd, we hear your voice calling us to follow. We remember our ancient brothers and sisters who gathered in prayer and praise. Today, we too gather in prayer and praise. Enliven us with your resurrection power, a power that frees us from despair. Enliven us with your abundant life. May your living power flow through us in all we are and do. Amen. Now if you will turn with me to our responsive reading which is Psalm 23 on page 137. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Thank you. It's time for our children's moment. If uh, we have any children, if you would come and join down uh, near the altar.
2: Thank you. Okay, so you know I have all these grandchildren, and you know I I love the grandchildren, but <clears throat> the best part about having grandchildren is you get to buy all new toys, <laughs> and when they're gone, you get to play with them yourself. Mm, so, tell. oh, it is. <laughs> So I'm going to show you some of the stuff I have at my house and we'll see if you have it at yours. And I'm not kidding, I play with this stuff all the time. Okay, so you guys have to gather them a little bit. Do you have these? Mm -hmm. You used to and you got rid of them? (laughs) <laughs> oh my. Oh, I love these things. Okay. So I like these too. Yeah, everybody gets one. Now we have to work together. Okay. Can we use this? Can you guys build a box? Yeah, okay. Can you start it? Okay, can we put it up here so everybody can see it? And Build a box. Okay. Okay, can you put yours on top? Good. Now, can you build a box on top of the box? Yeah, can you start it? And we might have to do it in the, yeah, like that. Okay. Go ahead. See, when we work together, it's easier. Yep. And I need a side. And I need a top. Okay, now. Yes. Okay. You want the green? Now, can we put them on top of that? Okay, and it gets a little harder. You want me to turn it? Okay. Can we move out of the way so everybody can see what we built? What did we build? What is that? It kind of looks like a temple or a church. I think you guys did a great job. I only see one problem. You guys see a problem? Oh, there's no way in. There is no way in. So what if? we very gentle <sighs> what if instead of a wall what if we had some doors or gates do you think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay we don't need that wall <laughs> We're making room. Yeah. The church is expanding. Okay. And you know what? These gates can open wide. Did you know that Jesus said that he was the gate? Jesus said he's the door. He's the gate. And if you listen today then you will know all about how Jesus invites us to come in. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to come in. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one more toy that I think is so much fun, and you guys can take this one back with you. You wanna grab one? (laughs) Do you know what that is? a puppet Thank you
1: Thank you very much. If you would please join in our prayer hymn, Jesus, the Very Thought of Thee, number 175 in the United Methodist Hymnal.
0: Coming into the presence of our Lord. That's what this song is inviting us to do. Now, that may seem like an easy statement for us, but if we're honest, sometimes we struggle with what that might mean to really come before the presence of our Lord, to be open and vulnerable, to be uh, listening to see where the Lord may be encouraging us, maybe convicting us, maybe. Letting us know there is something ahead of us. These are all things that we are invited into. As we talked about with the children of being, Jesus invites us in. Not just in to say we're in, but in to take us in, in order to be with Him. Let's go for our Lord in prayer. Amazing God. A God that is compassionate and merciful. A God, that has shown us nothing that would keep us from trusting you. Lord, you are all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. It is us who is distant. So, Lord, we ask that you would open us, open our minds and our hearts to draw us in. To bring us closer with thee. Lord, we are grateful that you don't just leave us out there, that you are wooing us, that you are calling out to us, that you are just counting on the fact that you are yelling loud enough that we will hear, that you will shine bright enough that we will see. That you will reach out and we will feel you. So, Lord, we thank you for how you are trustworthy and faithful. Lord, give us courage to follow you. Give us courage to be vulnerable with you. To be able to say, Lord, we are here. What is it that you would have of me? What is it that I must let go? What is it that I must do? Lord, your love is amazing. Your care is beyond understanding. And your peace is beyond anything that we can know. So Lord, speak to each one of us as we all are a part of you. We all are looking for something. And Lord, we pray that it is you that we will find. To be with those within our congregation who are struggling in many different ways. Who are ailing, who are wondering what the next day brings. Suppress any fear that may be bubbling up within them. Give them confidence. For those that are in the midst of an anticipation and wondering uh, how this thing that they're so excited about will turn out. Lord, let the joy come. Let them see the excitement come to life. light. And they enjoy a newness that is on the horizon. Even if that newness is something that is a little scary. Challenge us to trust you, O God, knowing that within you all things are not only possible, that through anything we are able to walk with you. Let us now in the confidence that we have share share the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We do have a Lord that is always with us, guiding us, directing us, encouraging us, loving us. We know this. This is something that we have received. As a part of what we have received, we know what is needed. We, we know that the world around us doesn't know who Jesus is. And we know that there are needs for people that well, are unable to help themselves. We know that we can give back, and that the Lord will use whatever we give to be a blessing to the world around us. Ushers, would you please wait? Please join in the prayer of dedication. God of abundant life, we devote ourselves and these gifts to your vision of a community that meets the needs of any and all. We give our gifts of money and work, of prayer and praise, of acts and purpose to our friends and neighbors. Bless our offering that it may meet the needs, both small and large of great and generous blessings. Amen. Please remain standing for the Gospel reading.
1: Today's Gospel reading is taken from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate And will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be be to God. God.
0: (gasps) Amen. before I go any further, I want to be transparent with you. I am not an expert by knowledge or experience regarding sheep, shepherds, sheepfolds, or anything related to animals and raising them. I'm a village boy from Enon. Yes, it's a small town, but it's still the village. I didn't even have a pet growing up. In high school, I had friends who were farmers who raised cattle and pigs, but before that, my only experience with the farm was Young's ice cream. <laughs> I wasn't in 4-H, and I'm not sure I really knew what that was until I met my wife, who grew up on a farm raising Charley cattle, if you know what Charley are, In our first year of... Uh, being together, Suzanne took me to the Ohio State Fair uh, for the last time that her family was showing their animals at the cattle show. She tried to get me to uh, help wash and prepare one of the heifers, if you know what a heifer is, <laughs> suggesting uh, that it was just like washing a car. <laughs> but I declined and I kept my distance. But while we were serving churches and rural northwest Ohio, I was encouraged to go to the county fairs and support the youth uh, of the church who were showing their 4-H animals. All I can say is that it was interesting uh, to watch the kids who work with their animals and and how easy it was to see who spent the time with their project to build the trust between them. Now, I understand that sometimes it wouldn't matter how much time one spent with their animals. The animals could be so stubborn that they would only do what they wanted. Suzanne has told me stories. She told me about one steer who dragged her across the fairgrounds, while another one would follow her anywhere, simply following her commands, even without pulling on the lead. Witnessing some of the county fair shows has, has helped me to see how animal behaviors in, in some ways aren't that different from our behaviors. We can be stubborn, we can learn ways, we can trust others, or we can run in theater. Well, Jesus, unlike me, he knew his audience was well-versed in shepherding, when he shared this parable, it was addressing the Pharisees who challenged his healing of a blind man on the Sabbath. Now their culture was dependent on their herds and their flocks, not only for sustaining their physical lives, but for their spiritual lives. Remember, their religious life was centered around animal sacrifice for the purposes of worship, reconciliation, and covenant making. Regardless if you were an actual shepherd or a herdsman, you were familiar with everything involved, including the relationships between the caretakers and the animals, and the risks and concerns that existed around them. Now, we may not be as familiar as Jesus' first audience, but we can still learn from His words and the Holy Spirit's revelation. So after spending time this week with this text from John's Gospel, where Jesus is revealed as the shepherd and the gate, I sense Jesus teaching us how we know that He is the way of eternal life. Now before we can talk about receiving eternal life, we have to admit something. We have to admit that life in general is a mystery that every human is figuring out together throughout their, their lives. Scientists philosophers, theologians, and others share their perspective on life, telling us where we came from, how we exist, why we are here, and where we are headed. This is nothing new. From the beginning of time, people have been searching for understanding and purpose regarding life. And each of us, we must come to some kind of conclusion about our life. So with all this in mind, in our text today, Jesus begins boldly declaring, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and abandoned. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I have read this passage, as part of this passage, many times, and I think I've always read it as the sheep entering the sheepfold. For those like me who don't know farming terms, a sheepfold is a sheep pen, just so we're on the same page. At this point, Jesus isn't talking about the sheep entering the pen. Jesus was clarifying that the shepherd of a specific flock who comes to the sheepfold to care for his sheep is affirmed by a gatekeeper who gives the shepherd access to the sheepfold. The gatekeeper doesn't give access to anyone but the shepherd. So what was Jesus saying? It is easy for us to connect Jesus as being the shepherd in this parable in humanity as the sheep. But the piece I have overlooked is the gatekeeper. If Jesus is the shepherd, then God the Father is the gatekeeper. Think about this. Ever since the people of God were expelled from the Garden of Eden, the original sheepfold, if you will, the flock has been running wild in the outside world without a shepherd. In the garden... God was the good shepherd in all aspects of Psalm 23 that it alludes to. But when Adam and Eve were sent out from the garden and the gate was shut behind them, God became the gatekeeper. Throughout the Scriptures, God has anointed certain shepherds to lead the flock, that is the people of God, back into the care of the good shepherd. Within the sheepfold. We know these shepherds in our scriptures by the names of Moses, of Joshua, King David, and King Solomon, and along with other, a few other of the kings of ancient Israel. Many others that we read of whom God did not affirm as the shepherd of the people of God entered the sheepfold as robbers and thieves who only sought their own gain and ways. And they failed to care for the flock. Now fast forward to Jesus' teaching today. In Jesus' time on earth with the, the Roman Empire ruling, the religious leaders, including the Pharisees, had taken control of leading the Jewish people. They used the law as they interpreted it, as their guide, and in many ways for their gain. Speaking directly to the Pharisees, Jesus challenged their authority declaring that God the gatekeeper is the only one who affirms who is sent to lead the people of God. And that Jesus is affirmed and sent as their shepherd. We know Jesus is the way. God's grace reveals to us Jesus is the good shepherd. Now I have mentioned God's profanity Prevenient grace the past couple of weeks. Prevenient grace is the love of God pursuing every human being through many different means to awaken our minds and hearts to Jesus Christ. God's grace is what awakens us to hear Jesus' voice calling us by name to follow Him out of the sheepfold of the wild, the darkness of sin and death, to be led to the sheepfold of the garden, light of eternal life. The reality is without Jesus in our lives, we are wanderers seeking anyone or anything to feed our hunger or our thirst. We are people impacted by our own brokenness and the brokenness of the world, and we're following our desires wherever they take us. We are sheep without a shepherd until we are awakened to Jesus. For those who recognize Jesus as their shepherd, he promises. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Here's what we need to understand. As long as we are walking this earth and Jesus has not returned, we are still within the confines of the world outside of the gate of the garden. There are still many robbers and thieves posing as shepherds, clamoring for us to follow their voices and not Jesus's. The question for us is, do we know Jesus's voice? Have we experienced His love and guidance to the point that we trust Him? If we are struggling to answer these questions with a resounding yes, then we need to be more available to Jesus to develop an ear for His voice and openness to His wisdom and the heart. To experience His love. We can't just say we believe and expect to be carried through the gate of eternity. Jesus calls for us to follow him, which requires us to stay connected and attuned to where he is leading us. So this makes me think of those shows at the county fair with the kids leading their animals around the ring. The ring is filled with several kids with their animals and they are all calling out commands and directing their animal to do what the judge is is asking of them. There are so many voices in the arena, including the crowds and not to mention the distractions of people and animals moving all over the place. When the animal and the trainer have a trusting relationship, The animal can block out all the other voices and distractions to follow the one that they trust, to lead them out of the chaos, and to take them to good pasture. The ones who aren't attuned to their trainer end up adding to the chaos, running in fear. So what describes our relationship with Jesus? Are we adding to the chaos or are we spending the time getting to know Jesus's teachings and the way he relates to the world that we live in? Are we slowing down enough to quiet ourselves and our spirits, to pray and listen to the spirit of truth? We know Jesus is the way. We hear Jesus' voice of wisdom and his spirit of truth lead us out of chaos and despair, into hope. Now a big part of a trusting relationship with Jesus is that he is leading us somewhere that is filled with promise. And that he is the only one who can take us there. Still speaking with the Pharisees. He considered them, who, who themselves considered themselves the gateway to God. Jesus shared, verily, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. So Jesus is the good shepherd who leads us back. To the gate at the garden that opens into the full presence of God. Declares that he is also the gate itself. He is the one who stands before us that gives us access to our creator. The Lord God Almighty who gives life that is sustained forever in his presence. With Jesus revealing he is the gate. He confirms he is the way of eternal life that begins now with him. His death on the cross removes our sin and his resurrection from the dead restores our lives with the promised inheritance of being children of God with him forever. We know Jesus is the way. Jesus assures us that through him we are free of sin and reconciled with God. Everything, everything that Jesus revealed about himself is actively being revealed by the Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus Christ. If you are wavering, then ask the Spirit to speak to your heart directly to receive the confidence that Jesus offers us. Paul encouraged the church in Ephesus praying this. He says, I his ways and what he gives as our lord and savior be assured by your faith in Jesus Christ and by the power of the holy spirit that Jesus is the way the truth and the life then Jesus concluded his conversation with the pharisees about the shepherd and the gate telling them the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the gate that gives us access to life in the presence of the fullness of God. But a gate also denies access. William Barclay, in his commentary on this this passage, described a a common sheepfold that was built in Jesus' days as one of stone, that would be connected to another building with an opening that didn't have a gate. When the shepherd returned from taking the sheep to the pasture, he would lead them into the stone-walled sheepfold and then proceed to lay himself down across the opening to be the gate for the evening. So picture Jesus leading us to the presence of God even now. And also protecting us from the thieves, and the robbers, and the wolves of the world. We know Jesus is the way. Jesus protects our hearts and lies to give us abundant life now and forever. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, actively provides what we need to stand against evil, against temptation, and the powers of this world. Jesus' protection is the love, comfort, compassion, and strength that gives us life when life is hard. When we live in Jesus' protection and guidance, we can experience life in the abundance of God's love. Jesus is the shepherd in the gate. I encourage you to recognize your need for Jesus in your life. Learn his voice. Listen for and listen to his voice and follow him. So Jesus is the way of eternal life which begins now in him. By God's grace, Jesus is revealed to us as the good shepherd who has come to guide us to the presence of God. He leads us out of despair by his voice, calling us by name, sharing wisdom and truth by his spirit. And he assures us that through him we are forgiven and reconciled with God. And he protects us now, guarding our hearts and lives to have an abundant life forever in his loving care. Jesus is trustworthy. Follow him. Amen. Please rise as we sing together. He leadeth me, O blessed Father.